This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, I'm going to be talking about a disease called hepatic lipidosis. This is a cat thing. So for all you cat owners, this is really important to pay attention to. Now, when it comes to dogs, they can turn their nose away from food for several days and not have an issue with it. They rarely will starve. They'll rarely get hypoglycemic from it, which means they have a low blood sugar. However, when it comes to cats, they cannot stop eating for more than a few days. In other words, if you notice your cat hasn't eaten in three to five days, you must, must, must get to your vet or your emergency vet right away. It is imperative. And the reason why is because cats will develop abnormal triglyceride or fat accumulation within their liver from not eating. And this results in secondary liver problems, and it can actually result in liver failure. So I see this in the ER probably once a week. And it's when a cat will all of a sudden start hiding, stop eating, and all of a sudden become really jaundiced. If you've ever met a person who's jaundiced, oftentimes they may have something like hepatitis. Well, cats typically will get hepatic lipidosis or again, fatty deposits into the liver from not eating. So what's causing this? When a cat stops eating for more than three to five days, it causes bile, that yellow fluid that sometimes cats will vomit up, to accumulate within their liver. The fancy word for this is called cholestasis. The unfortunate thing is it can result in abnormal liver function and actual liver failure, which can be life-threatening. Now, as a veterinarian, I use the term hepatic lipidosis. And again, this means that there's inappropriate fat infiltration into the liver. In layman's terms, it's actually called fatty liver. And again, this is due to protein or energy or calorie deprivation. And this results in fat moving around in the body or being mobilized. Again, this is more common in cats, not dogs. And this is especially common in overweight or obese cats. So if you have a cat that might be a few pounds overweight, you have to be aware of this disease, fatty liver. Now, sometimes I can see cats developing hepatic lipidosis due to stress or change in the environment. 
all you cat owners already know this, but cats do not handle any type of change or stress or environmental adjustment at all. They like things the way things are. If you all of a sudden change the brand or type of cat food suddenly, or change the environment suddenly, or all of a sudden add new stress into their environment, they can develop fatty liver. So the classic three scenarios where I see cats coming into the ER vet at all times during the middle of the night is due to changing the brand or type of cat food suddenly. So this is a first type. You can never, ever, ever go cold turkey and change your cat's diet suddenly. If you buy one brand of food and all of a sudden your cat runs out, you forgot to buy another brand of food, you can't just go out and buy a totally different brand. Cats are super picky and cats can't handle that sudden diet change well. And they may all of a sudden stop eating. With any type of cat, you always have to slowly wean in or acclimatize them to a new bag of cat food, even if it's the same brand and type. For this reason, I always slowly transition to a new bag of food over several days to weeks. That's right, you heard me, over several weeks. I might sprinkle a few kibble into the bowl of the new cat food, and then the next week I might add in 10% of the new type of cat food into the old food, and I do this really gradually over, say, a month to be safe. Again, Cats don't like that sudden diet change. So this is a number one reason why I see cats developing fatty liver. The second reason why I see cats developing fatty liver is from changing the environment suddenly. If you all of a sudden adopt a new cat or a new dog or two-legged newborn, a human baby, this adds a lot of environmental stress and can actually make your cat hide and stop eating. Remember, Cats don't like any sudden change, so if you're going to foster a new cat or an adopt a new dog, you always want to quarantine them and separate them for several days to weeks so they can hear or maybe smell each other, but they never want to be face-to-face contact within the first few days. That's really stressful for a cat. You also want to provide a safe, secure place for your cat. So when in doubt, no sudden environmental changes. The third big factor of why I see fatty liver in the ER is sudden stress. Cats don't handle stress well. They'll typically run away and hide in the closet. So even minor stressors such as your family visiting for the holidays or moving to a new apartment or taking a cross-country road trip can all of a sudden cause a lot of stress in your cat and result in decreased appetite and secondary fatty liver. There's a lot of ways you can mitigate stress in your cat's life. First of all, talk to your veterinarian. There are natural or chemical pheromones that we can use, products like Feel Away. There's oral supplements we can use to decrease your cat's anxiety. There's prescription medications such as gabapentin or trazodone that you can get from your veterinarian to help minimize the stress of a road trip or an airplane ride or visiting guests. Another simple thing is making sure if you have guests coming into your house, Your cat would prefer to be locked in the bedroom with a ceiling fan for some white noise and a radio, its own litter box, and food and water until the guests leave. So again, you always want to make sure you avoid those three big factors that can predispose your cat to fatty liver. Don't change the brand or type of cat food suddenly. Make sure you don't change the environment suddenly and no sudden stress for a cat. What are some of the signs of fatty liver? Well, the signs of hepatic lipidosis can be really subtle, and I always say it's always important to seek veterinary attention sooner if your cat stopped eating for more than two to three days than to end up in the ER four to five days later when the signs may be a lot 
worse and a lot more life-threatening. Some signs of fatty liver include hiding in unusual places, like under the bed or in the closet or in the basement, not eating at all or having a decreased appetite, lying around more than usual, drooling, which is usually due to nausea, vomiting, having less urinary clumps or feces in the litter box because of decreased appetite or not eating, a subtle yellow hue to the ears or the eyes. Don't feel badly if you miss this. This is really hard for even veterinary students to detect, so I don't expect pet owners to pick up on signs of jaundice. Hanging the head down in a cuddled position, being really dehydrated or losing weight despite being obese, having muscle wasting over the back. In severe cases of fatty liver, more severe signs can include collapse, black tarry stool, abnormal bruising on the body, abnormal mentation, not being responsive, being comatose or collapsing, having unusual neurologic signs like staring off into space or tremoring or seizuring, and it can be fatal without treatment. We'll be right back about this really important topic after these messages from our sponsors. Do you have an accident-prone dog or cat? Well, if your dog or cat goes into the ER for an emergency, it's often unexpected and can be expensive. Well, here's something that can help. USO is a community-based cost-sharing health coverage plan for pets. Community is at the heart of USO, where members commit to help one another when their pets have unexpected health needs. USO isn't an insurance or a provider, but it's a platform that allows members to share expenses together safely and secretly. So what's part of USO's secret sauce? Complete transparency on where their users' money is going. USO members pay a flat subscription fee, $17 a month, plus a portion of shareable expenses. That flat subscription fee covers the use of the platform. And the monthly shareable expenses, which will never exceed $48 a month, will vary depending on how many expenses are submitted by the group that month. Save over 80% compared to traditional pet insurance by paying a flat subscription fee. For more information, go to USO.com. That's E-U-S-O-H dot com. Use promo code PETLIFE and get your first two months free at USO.com. E-U-S-O-H dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about hepatic lipidosis in cats. Again, this is a cat thing, not a dog thing, but can happen really easily if all of a sudden your cat stops eating for more than three days. We reviewed the top three causes of cats developing fatty liver, changing the brand or type of cat food too suddenly, changing the environment suddenly, or having a lot of stress in the environment. We talked about some of the signs. They're really subtle. Your cat hiding, not eating, lying around, becoming lethargic or dehydrated or losing weight. Well, if you notice any of those signs, get to a veterinarian right away. Your vet will want to run several tests to diagnose hepatic lipidosis in your cat. Previously on ER Vet, we interviewed Dr. Garrett Pachtinger on what types of blood tests we need at the ER Vet. So I encourage you to check out that episode. Typically, the way that we diagnose hepatic lipidosis is based on history. In other words, you telling us your cat hasn't eaten in several days, clinical signs, in other words, seeing a cat that may be jaundiced, and by running a few blood tests. 
The simple tests I do at the vet clinic include a complete blood count. That's going to look at the white and red blood cells and the platelet count. The next important test is a biochemistry panel. This is going to look at the protein, the salt balance, the liver enzymes, and the kidney function in your cat. The third test that is less commonly done at your family vet, but more commonly done in the ER, is a clotting test. With severe jaundice or fatty liver, a cat can actually lose the ability to clot properly. And so we'll want to do a test called a prothrombin time, a PT, or an APTT blood test. This is really similar to a test called an INR in human medicine. We'll also want to look at blood tests that specifically look at how well the liver works. This may include an ammonia or even a bile acids test. I will say most of the time I get referred cases that have hepatic lipidosis or fatty liver from family practitioners because they want to make sure their patient doesn't have fatty liver. The most diagnostic test that's helpful is actually doing an abdominal ultrasound. When we do an ultrasound, this is different than an x-ray. X-rays are definitely important. They let us look at the size of organs, but an ultrasound, very similar to a pregnancy sonogram, lets us look at the architecture of the organs, what's going on inside the organs. Once we do this, we wanna make sure that there's no gallbladder stones or gallbladder cancer or liver cancer. We wanna make sure the kidneys look okay. There's no bladder stones. So a radiologist is typically scanning the whole abdomen with an ultrasound to make sure the architecture looks okay. If the clotting test is okay, the best way for me to be able to confirm the diagnosis of fatty liver is to actually stick a small syringe-sized needle that's sterile into the liver, sometimes this is done with light sedation, to aspirate the liver. This is gonna allow us to be able to remove a few cells for analysis. We'll then put these cells onto a slide, submit them to a clinical pathologist to look at them under a microscope and help analyze them to find out what's going on. This is really important because this will help confirm whether or not your cat has hepatic lipidosis, a disease called cholangiohepatitis, pancreatitis, cancer, or other underlying problems. So your cat may need some pretty expensive tests in the beginning to help diagnose fatty liver. More importantly, how do we treat it and what's the prognosis? The prognosis for fatty liver is actually fair to good with aggressive supportive care. What does that mean? That means your cat's gonna need some pretty expensive tests and hospitalization in order to treat this. That's because it typically requires 24-7 care for at least 48 to 72 hours. But most of the time, the treatment's gonna include IV fluids to help hydrate your cat, anti-vomiting medication, proper nutritional supplementation, and supportive care. Now keep in mind that with fatty liver, the sooner you and your veterinarian diagnose it, the less expensive it is to treat. If you're bringing in your cat and they're really, really jaundiced, they're in liver failure, the prognosis is gonna be much worse if they have severe liver failure and they have abnormal clotting problems. So when it comes to treating the cat with hepatic lipidosis, I usually will treat them again with IV fluids, anti-vomiting medication, stomach protectants, appetite stimulants, sometimes I'll start them on antibiotics if I'm worried about liver failure, frequent monitoring of their blood tests to make sure they're not becoming more jaundiced, and in severe cases, they may need a plasma transfusion or even vitamin K1 to help clotting problems. The biggest treatment for fatty liver is nutrition. Most of the time, I need to sedate your cat lightly to put in a temporary feeding tube so I can start your cat on a liquid diet. This is called the nasogastric 
or nasoesophageal tube. We abbreviate these in NG or NE tube. And that's where we'll put a tiny tube into the nostril of your cat that goes into the esophagus or into the stomach so we can start a liquid diet. I'll often send cats home with this so the pet owner can actually give the liquid diet at home. In severe cases, your cat may need general anesthesia to have a longer lasting feeding tube put in. Again, this is totally temporary, but sometimes we'll put an esophagostomy tube in or an E-tube, and that's going to be a tube that's placed in the side of your cat's neck where it goes into the esophagus so you can feed canned food directly through a syringe into this feeding tube. That's the biggest treatment for fatty liver is actually nutrition. Now, I ethically don't believe in force-feeding cats. I always say, if you're really sick, you don't want someone force-feeding you a burrito because you feel nauseous and you feel sick. And to be quite honest, your cat will hate you for it. They're going to run away from you when you try to force-feed them. And to be quite honest, you're not going to be able to get enough calories into them. Most cats need at least 200 calories a day. So the safest way to treat a cat with fatty liver is with a temporary feeding tube. More importantly, how do you prevent a costly veterinary visit to the ER and prevent your cat from needing a feeding tube? When it comes to cats, remember, always please seek veterinary attention sooner than later. If your cat stops eating for more than one or two days, you definitely want to get to a vet. But if it's longer than that, you want to get to your ER vet right away. Again, the sooner you diagnose hepatic lipidosis, the less expensive and the less deadly it is for you and your cat. Remember, when it comes to cats, do everything slowly. If you're undergoing some family stress or life changes right now, remember, keep your cat in mind. Slow adjustments to your cat's environment is imperative. Make sure your cat has time to handle the stress and adjust to it. And make sure you're monitoring your cat's appetite well. If you just leave a big bowl out there with a feeder, you might not be able to tell when the last time was that your cat ate. So when in doubt, seek veterinary attention immediately. The good thing is the prognosis for fatty liver is actually fair to good with supportive care with a greater than 85% reported recovery rate. But remember, cats will need that temporary feeding tube for several days to weeks, and it can be high maintenance to treat at home. So when in doubt, you want to monitor your cat to make sure we're picking up on any signs sooner than later. Typically, cats will recover well without any long-term liver effects. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.